the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. The word from Matthew chapter 9, beginning at verse 35, reads as follows. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we need you as we open up this scripture on today that you might make it come alive in our life and in our application. Father, it is my prayer as I stand to declare your word that you would allow my voice to hold, my strength to be maintained, that I might be able to articulate and be used by you to the extent that you have already ordained and desired me to be used. God, shall the words and the sermon and the message this morning cause someone who's lost and dying and on their way to a Christless hell cause them, God, to turn around and change their life that they might experience eternity on today. I'm praying, God, for those who've been and come into the relationship with you in the past, but yet drifted away. They've fallen aside and asunder. And I'm praying, God, that today would be the day that they would rededicate their lives to you, that they would make a commitment to you, God, that I'm coming back to you beginning this Sunday in 2024, and I'm rededicating my heart and rededicating my life and rededicating my service to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God, work a work in the midst of our time. Father, provoke, correct, instruct, Heal, deliver, save. Most importantly, glorify yourself. And all that is done and said, I'll give your name all the glory and all the honor and all the praise for you alone are worthy of it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We find ourselves on this morning in this uh, passage here in Matthew. Jesus was literally modeling for us what servanthood should look like. And he showed us what it looks like. And that's one of the things I love about the Lord. He doesn't just go send you off doing something that he himself has not done. And that in and of itself is a great model of leadership for a leader ought to be willing to do what they're asking others to do themselves. And so even this morning when I asked you to give, amen, to the benefit of the paying off of the debt, I tell you, I, I wouldn't ask you that if I wasn't doing it myself. 
And when I said, I, um, you know, if, if even if you're not doing that, give regularly to the support of the ministry. I wouldn't ask you to do that unless I was doing it myself. And so a leader leads uh, and they lead by example. And Christ was the example for us. I need to talk honestly with you on this morning. I need to pause for a moment to say to you that I know that as we go through this series of messages entitled Serving Our Savior Sacrificially, there's going to be some tough subject matter that we're going to have to deal with, uh, partly because of the nature of the kind of people that we are. Amen, somebody. What we have become, but I, I need to say this, that I'm bound to speak honestly to you. Amen. I, I can't soften the blow. I need to speak to you tr with truth and with love. Are y'all still here with me? Um, I can't sugarcoat the truth unless it's not the truth anymore. And so I, I need to speak honestly with us as we walk through this, because if I don't speak honestly with us as a body of believers and as a world that listens in, if I don't speak honestly on the condition of where we are right now as a society, as a culture, as the church of the living God, I am wasting God's calling on my life. Help me, Jesus. I'm not just wasting God's calling on my life. I'm wasting your time. Amen. Because anybody can come up here and, and smooth your ears over and tell you nice things and tell us all that we're doing well and wonderful when the truth is we're not. Amen, somebody. When the church is dying all around us, when the world is growing darker all around us, I would be a fool to have a calling on my life to preach a gospel of reconciliation, of truth, and have had God call me out of darkness into the marvelous light, shed his blood for me, place me in this position. I'd be the biggest fool to stand up here and tell you everything is okay. So I've got to be honest with you. I've got to tell you the truth as to where we are and the struggles that we're dealing with in the world that we're living in. Y'all y'all are still here with me this morning? And so uh, if, if you happen to get offended, I'm good. But I'm not trying to offend you. If you if you get offended, it's because the word of God is offensive to a walk that's not in order with him. Whew. I think I feel like I'm preaching better than I'm getting amen, but, it, but it's okay. This is gospel that we are laying out on this morning is a gospel. It is a portion to us because of the ransom price that was paid for us. Uh, we went through the ceremonial communion service on this morning and we partook of the bread and we partook of the cup. We went through the ritualistic practices of doing this in remembrance of him, but I need to raise the flag just a little bit to remind us that it's not just ritualistic. We, we are who we are and we are where we are as it relates to our position in Christ Jesus, our salvation that we experience because he paid a ransom price for us. Are y'all still here with me? I'm trying to get to the text. Uh, I, I need to be honest with us because I feel like and I see that as, as I'm looking over the terrain of the culture that we live in, we, I need to be honest about the fact of, and, and I need to tell you strictly and, and, and very pointedly that we've drifted from the calling of God for us to serve him and to serve one another. We've drifted from that to a place where we're spending our energies, our efforts to serve ourselves. 
not me, Pastor. Yeah, you too. We're drifting from the calling of God. We're drifting from the grace of God. And we're spending more and much of our energies, our efforts, our resources, our time on serving ourselves. We've become the I generation. As I talked about it on last week, we have fallen into the I wheels of Satan. Of Isaiah chapter 14, I will exalt my throne above God. I will ascend on the mount. I will be like the most high. I will be God. That's, that's where we as a culture are moving ourselves to. We don't need God because we are God. And we're acting as though we have no need of him. As if somehow we can save ourselves. I stop by and let you know we, you can't save yourself. You, you can light a hundred candles 10 times a day. You can face the east, north, south, and west. You can bow on every mat. You can buy every Buddha. You can trans-meditate. You can even float in the air, but you still ain't going to heaven unless you come through Jesus. He said, I am the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. Nobody can get to the Father except you come through me. So I'm just going, I just, I need to be honest. I just straight shooting. I, time is just, it's, it, we, it's getting dark and, and around us and it, we, we don't have time to play no more. Not that I ever did, but we, we definitely don't have time for it. In our text on this morning, Jesus has been going about the cities and he's been exhausting himself teaching and preaching and healing uh, the sick and raising the dead and, and serving the communities. And as he was doing all of that, he, uh, he looked and there were still multitudes that were still coming. And, and what Jesus did as he was looking at these multitudes that was coming, he shares with us um, some interesting insights of what he saw in the multitudes. Uh, and I, I just want to talk this morning in this second part of the series um, of serving our Savior sacrificially. I want to use this text to talk from the subject matter what the Savior sees. In the text, verse 35 introduces us here, lets us know that he, how he's going about preaching and teaching healing, etc., etc. And verse 36 picks up and it says, But when he saw the multitudes, I like this. Um, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. The first thing that the Savior sees is that there are a lot of shepherdless sheep. As he's serving, as he's preaching, as he's teaching, as he's healing, he, he looks at the multitude but he looks at the multitude with a different lens of intention and he sees within the multitude that there's a lot of shepherdless sheep. Sometimes as we come to church, we see a multitude of people coming and we celebrate the multitude, but if you look more intently, you, like Jesus, might see some shepherdless sheep. 
he looked beyond the outwardness of the people. The people were coming with needs and with desires and with hopelessness and with emptiness and they were they were coming to the well with pitchers to be filled by the one who could do it Jesus looked at them and he saw their emptiness he saw their darkness he saw their directionlessness he saw that in them and he said I see a bunch of shepherdless sheep my god sometimes I think we should just be a little more intent as to how we look at the crowd verse 36 says he saw the multitude and he was moved with compassion for them. Um, what Jesus saw moved him with compassion for them. And compassion is not just to look at them and say, man, I feel sorry for them. That's pity. Compassion is, I look and I see that there is a need and I act to meet the need. Y'all still with me? What I'm trying to move us to is to start looking at the multitude differently and to look at your multitude differently and look at the people around you differently because if you look intently at the multitude like Jesus did, you'll see that there's a lot of shepherdless people. And you'll have compassion on them because they have no shepherd. Can I just talk? If I pay attention as a child of the living God, I have the spirit of God in me. And if I have the spirit of God in me, if I pay attention to the spirit of God, when I come upon someone who has no shepherd, the spirit of God in me will say that person is walking in darkness. Share the gospel with them. He'll reveal to me the need if I'm sensitive to it. Can I talk for, can I, can I help you with this for real, for real? Here, Pastor, I, I, know, I don't know if the, God would speak to me that way. Here's how you get that thing going. When you get up in the morning, pray, God, open up my eyes so that I can see the lost people. God, give me an opportunity to share the gospel with somebody who needs it today. I guarantee you he'll show you. Now watch this. Now when I see that there's emptiness in the person, I'm moved just like Jesus with compassion to do something about it. I'm not just going to look at him and say, mm, mm, you lost, you're going, you're going to hell. That's, that's pity. No, moved with compassion. He's moved with compassion for the multitude because they are shepherdless sheep. They have no shepherd to lead them. Y'all still here with me? And so he has compassion on them to, to move and to act on their behalf. Um, and so, watch this. And so Jesus is compassion. He has compassion because the crowds, the text says they, they were weary. They were, they were scattered like sheep having no shepherd. When I was reading through this, I couldn't help but think about the 
the community that we live in, the culture that we live in, the, the world that we live in. Because if you look around you at the world that you live in, you don't even have to be super spiritual to t- pick up on this one. There's a lot of shepherdless people. Listen, there's a lot of people who are, who are wandering around and they're scattered and they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. They're trying everything. Amen. All picking up all kinds of strange doctrine, searching for this online on the Internet, trying to be spiritual and and trying to be some kind of way connected to something. They smoking weed, all different flavors to try to reach some kind. Y'all know that's true. Might be some of y'all in here and they're smoking all kind of weed and trying to get to some kind of level or something. They 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 doing all kind of stuff trying to yoga and this and that and connecting with this guru that guru trying to hook up with this thing that thing and they'd merged religions together they halfway buddhist and halfway muslim and, and three parts christian and all that they people is messed up they, they mixed up they lost they don't have a shepherd they they need direction they're scattered about and if you can agree that you've noticed that in the culture I'm praying that you would do like Jesus and be moved to compassion to do something about it. We've been, we've been, we've been equipped. We've been empowered with the gospel, a message that will give direction to the directionless. Scripture says you and I are the lights of the world. We, we have the direction. We, we are the light to shine to those in darkness. If we would just see what Jesus sees. If, if we can see the shepherdless people, then we would be moved with compassion to do something and to act on their behalf. Are y'all still here with me? And so Jesus is moved with compassion to do something about it. And the text says, because these people that he saw were scattered like sheep with no shepherd. And I know that we, we don't, we're not farmers, so we don't really understand sheep and shepherds and all that. Um, but sheep that have no shepherd will wander everywhere and they'll get into all kinds of danger and they'll get all into all kinds of situations. Matter of fact, sheep without a shepherd will even eat stuff that's not good for them. Amen, Jesus. And that's why some people are tuning into some stuff that ain't even good for them. And they're eating some stuff that ain't even good for them. And, they, and then they have a nerve to post it up on online so you can eat some too. Lord, have mercy. And I'm thinking, take that down. That is toxic. That, that, is, that, that will cause people to vomit. That, that's nasty. That, that's, that's not going to help their spiritual life. That's going to destroy their relationship with God. That's going to confuse folk. Take, take some of this stuff down. Don't just be following everybody because they're telling you you're going to prosper. Listen, listen, I, I'm sorry. I, I, give, give me just a second. Just give, give me a second to get on. A, get. Everybody ain't going to prosper financially. Can I, can I just be for real? Some of us just going to be broke. Some of us need to be broke. Because as long as you broke, you're going to keep coming to church. You're going to keep praying. You're going to keep seeking God's face. And the moment God gave you more money, you'll be gone like flash. 
So that's the reason why God got to keep some of us just right on edge. We need, some of us need that. If you, some of us, if we got blessed too much, you never see me in church. You never see him in church. Ne- never again. And we run around, everybody tell you, oh, you're going to probably be 2024. <laughs> God, please be with me. The devil always tells you that you can have what you already have. Did you hear what I'm saying? He always promises you what you already have. He did it to Adam in the garden. And he, Adam and he, you can be like God. They were made like God. He did it to Jesus. Throw yourself down and I'll give you all these kingdoms. Jesus made the kingdoms. They belong to him. You're going to prosper. You already prosper if you're in Christ Jesus. You already possess every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That's Ephesians chapter 1. Don't y'all read your Bible? And so somebody come along and say, oh, you're going to prosper. Give me this and I'm gonna, you're going to turn around seven times. You're going to have a check coming in the mail. What? That is demonic doctrine. And so sheep will eat anything when they don't have a shepherd. And as you see this and as you hear this and as we witness it in our culture, those who are children of God need to be moved with compassion to see what Jesus sees. When Jesus saw that these sheep people were scattered, he was moved with compassion to act on their behalf. All right, let me, let me, let me move on. There, there's, there's something else Jesus sees here in the text is in verse 37. He, he said, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Jesus not only saw that there was a, a, a lot of shepherdless sheep, but he also saw that there was a lack of laborers. Lord, help us. Jesus sees the multitude of all these helpless people, and he, he calculates them. And basically, that's what he, what he does. He says, look, these, this whole lot of lost people, lost, they're like sheep without shepherds. But he says, um, he says, he, he says of, of these people, he counts them as the harvest. He says the harvest is plentiful. In other words, all these lost people are harvest. They're harvestable. In other words, they, they are like fruit that, that have ripened and they're ready to be picked. All, all these lost people are ready to be picked. They're ready to be harvested. They're ready to be drawn in. Lord, help me. Um, he, he sees them, and it's a lot of them, and, and he says that there's a lot of these people. That, matter of fact, there's so many lost people. There's so many shepherdless people that when I evaluate the harvesters to the harvest, there's a labor shortage. There's not enough people working in the vineyard harvesting the harvest Mm-mm-mm. but the harvest is plentiful i mean there's a whole lot of people who are lost there's a whole lot of people who need to be reached out to there's a whole lot of people who need your encouragement there's a whole lot of people who are wandering around trying to figure this thing out and you already know the answer but there's not enough people that are working to do it And the reason is that we are too sophisticated and too educated and too self-indulgent to care about the lost people. 
Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. To hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.